happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hello and welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name is Caitlin. My name is Jamie. And we are here to talk about the portrayal of women in movies. As we do every single Every single week. damn week. Week. You're welcome, every single listeners. Week. I today have uh, the second day, second episode in a row. Mm-hmm. I've elected to go for a Mike's Harder Blood Orange. Wow, it's my new flavor. It's alcoholic tang. Would you call it your flavorite? <laughs> I would never say that. But as all the Mike's products are, it is very bad. It's bad for you. When you tell people you drink it, they think that you are kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so crack open a Mike's Harder Blood Orange today and embarrass yourself in front of uh, your friends and colleagues. Yes. Yeah. Welcome to the Bechtel cast. Yeah. We, um, if you are like, Bechtel, what could that ever be? What on earth? Well, we borrowed from the Bechtel test, which is a test that you apply to movies or shows or whatever, anything with whatever characters. Whatever media. Yeah. And it requires that two female characters mm-hmm. have names talk to each other and their conversation cannot be about a man too much to ask most of the time Ooh, do you want to demo it really quick i'd love to here's okay so we're two female characters yes, right? yes, okay. yes. let's um, try it out hey jamie hi caitlin i have a question for you oh for sure i love answering questions yeah great i love asking them um have you ever seen star wars a new hope episode four um no i haven't seen that movie Wow. I haven't seen it before. That's interesting because we How actually come? we did an episode about it about a year oh, ago. Did we? Yeah, that's and, wild. And you, I rec- <laughs> if I recall correctly, I was also very late for that. You episode. were extremely late. Yes, <laughs> I was forty five minutes late and had not watched the movie. Yeah, and I'm just finding this out. So, <laughs> can I just say, Caitlin, female yes, character who I'm always rooting for and love so much. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. And I know I also didn't watch The Matrix, and I still haven't watched The Matrix. And I would encourage our listeners to go back to those, revisit those episodes, and really just see a woman at the end of her rope grasping at straws, desperately trying to participate in a conversation. Well, the funniest thing about the 
Star Wars episode that you did not watch the movie for mm-hmm. is that you reference Princess Leia in a number of other episodes that we've done as if like, wow, it's just like I, Princess Leia. I was listening to what you were saying about her. Uh-huh. She sounds like a, I mean, well, now I've seen this movie for real, have seen the movie we're talking about today. Great. And she seems great. <laughs> <laughs> she seems great. Seems like there's a lot of fan service done, but but I can't be sure. Sure. Well, cannot be sure. maybe one day you'll go back and... I'll break the Bechdel test now to say that Harrison Ford is our worst actor. <laughs> the world's worst actor. Disagree? And, oh, he's bad. He's no, he's very... not great in this We've... movie, but... Name a movie Harrison Ford is like, wow, what a good actor. Not okay. just like... Wait. Maybe he's not versatile maybe he only plays oh, okay. a version like, of himself that's but not what he, actors do when They're, he's doing that he's doing a great job <laughs> oh god he's always manipulating a woman into making out with him and he's bad at his that job. i do want to mention um when well, we get into the discussion we will okay well some of that conversation passed the Bechdel test so i yeah. feel good about that until i had to really uh, abuse harrison ford <laughs> it well, without much further ado, I think we should introduce our wonderful guests. Yeah. You know him from Gilmore Guys. He's written for The Good Place. Oh, yeah. Demi Adijuibe. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. We're so excited. I'm excited, too. I want to make so many Star Wars references. And then There's... just look at Jamie like, eh? Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. I love this franchise. It is my favorite one. <laughs> So tell us about your history with this. We're talking about The oh, Force yeah. Awakens. Yes. Episode 7. There's so, been several of these yes. movies. Yes. yes. And you haven't seen a single one except for this one. Not a one. Question. <laughs> how many Star Wars movies do you think there have been? I, there's been eight. Is eight correct? Technically. Uh, well, uh, there's also Rogue One, which I'm is sorry? a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> a Star Wars story, so a Star Wars movie, but it doesn't count? It's uh, it's in the universe. It's it's canon. Yeah, it I'm counts. Exa- I think exhausted. it's there. like the Tokyo Drift of the franchise. It's oh, see now we're talking a language I can speak. Okay, <laughs> now, now we're spe- okay. If it's a Tokyo, dr- okay, that makes sense. But there's also the Star Wars Christmas special. I'm not sure how much that counts. Uh, yeah, and then there's like either. there's an Ewok movie. There's like the Great Ewok Adventure uh, yeah. or something. Oh, I feel like I would like that. That sounds, <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds fun. I'm a big fan of Ewoks, and I'm a big I fan of too. Porgs now. Is that polarizing? Wait. People do not really like Ewoks. People don't don't like Ewoks, but I think they're fine. They're cute. Yeah. But I'm also the one who uh, has taken a liking to minions, mostly because people hate minions, and I'm just like, they're fine. And then by people being like, I hate them, I'm like, actually, I love them now. There's an act of resistance. (laughs) Sure. Hey, speaking of the resistance, Whoa. the Force Awakens. Yeah, let's bring it back to Star Wars. (laughs) Minions minions are fun. There's nothing wrong with them. I Mm. agree. Uh, my history with The Force Awakens, uh, funny enough, I feel like this is like me throwing stones in glass houses because up until The Force Awakens came out, I had not seen any of the Star Wars movies except for Episode 3, oh. which I only saw in theaters because everyone was like very excited about it. And I was like 13. I was like, fine, I'll see what this is all about. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I had a pretty good time. I don't know. And then I just didn't see any of them until... Uh, for The Force Awakens, humble brag, I was invited to go to the premiere. <gasps> wow. And then uh, I was like, well, everyone I know is going to kick my ass if I don't see the other Star Wars movies first. So I like buckled down and had a marathon of the mm-hmm. original trilogy. And then I really liked it. I was like, oh, this is a cool universe. I'm very excited. And then I saw The Force Awakens and I was like, it's really fun. And then I went to see it again on opening night with my friends. And that was the last time I'd seen it up until two days ago. Uh-huh. And I really like The Force Awakens. I like this entire universe. Yay! Me this too! Is, this is, oh, well, Caitlin, this is your favorite besides 
Back to the Future or in terms of franchises? It's right up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, you know, a Back to the Future, an Indiana Jones, a Star Wars. The classics. Those are my faves. I like A Series of Unfortunate Events. I like Doubt. That's all Doubt? I like. That's my favorite movie of all really? time. Yeah. Isn't the I've last seen line... Doubt like 30 times. I've seen what? Doubt so many times. Isn't the last line in that movie, I have Doubt? <laughs> Follow, comma, I have such doubt. Okay. <laughs> and cut to credits. It's the greatest Great. movie of all time. It's an actor's film. Mm. It's a toned poem. There's a lot of horny depth in Doubt. I saw this movie this morning. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun romp. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I my, I grew up, my brother and my mom were very into Star Wars when I was growing up, and it was like their bonding thing. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I didn't like sci-fi that much. And so I was like, oh, well, that's their thing. So I'm just going to let them do that. And then my dad and I would watch Pee-wee's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And that was the division of the home. Yeah. <laughs> you've got your Star Wars half of the family. You've got your Pee Wee's Playhouse half of the family. And so I, ne- I never, I've, I've heard a lot of Star Wars talk. Mm-hmm. I'm able to recognize a lot. I do think I saw half of the third movie. Now that you say, I think I did see half of it in theaters, but we did leave because my grandfather fell asleep, mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people were concerned that he had. Passed, passed away. away. Uh, I feel like I might have told you this story before. I don't think so, so. I haven't. I have not seen. I don't remember anything. I know Ewan McGregor's in it, mm-hmm. and that he has a line that he yells. So I have such doubt. <laughs> yeah. An all Ewan McGregor reboot of doubt. Not that I would. Hundred <laughs> <Would you? laughs> percent hard pass for I, me. I've seen Doubt 30 times, and then I've also seen several high school productions of Doubt. What? I Why? seek them out. Because it's too heavy for high school to be performing, and Absolutely. they fumble it every single time. I love high school productions of Doubt. They're Wait, wild. did Doubt exist before the movie? Yeah, it's a Pulitzer-winning play. Oh, okay. I yeah. I thought that you've just seen a ton of like high schoolers since like 2014 <laughs> put on plays of Doubt. They're super into it. Oh, I, I feel bad for old people in that you... The older you get, you can't fall asleep anywhere without people being worried about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. Yeah. Hey, let's bring it back to Star Wars, though. What's your Wars. history with the Star Wars I'd franchise? I'd love to tell you. Unlike all the freaking posers in this room. Okay. I'm yeah. a... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. I'm a Star Wars fan through and through. I saw the original trilogy as a kid many times. I actually grew up watching a TV edit of Return of the Jedi that we taped off of TV. And it's actually a much better movie than the theatrical version of Return of the Jedi. Is it shorter? Or it's is shorter. Stuff and they just like, they cut out some like stupid stuff that doesn't need to happen. And it like makes for, because people are like, uh, Return of the Jedi is stupid because of all the Ewoks. And they're just like little, te- they have like a big teddy bear party at the end. And it's cute. <laughs> I've only seen pics. They're very cute. So people like generally, I think, don't like Return of the Jedi that much. But it's always been my favorite because I grew up seeing this like much more streamlined, better cut of the movie that I didn't realize wasn't the actual cut of the movie until I like got it on DVD. I was like, oh, what's this all this extra shit that is dumb? So yeah, I you know grew up with Star Wars. I saw The Force Awakens on opening night. I was oh, did so you excited. Oh, did premiere, though? Didn't go to the premiere. Mm. So Yikes. I guess uh, maybe I'm a poser, Fake too. fans only. <laughs> <out of the> <laughs> <theater>. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I have also seen The Last Jedi, which I don't want to get into, except to say that it does pass the Bechdel test on more than one occasion, mm. which I was very pleasantly this the new surprised one? about. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the new one. Okay. But we're here to talk about The Force Awakens. So uh, I will do the recap. All right. So in the the scrolling opening crawl. The part with the score and mm-hmm. the words on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The book. The book. <laughs> the book of the movie. <laughs> yes, uh, the reading parts. <laughs> uh, we learn that Luke Skywalker has vanished. And the First Order is like this new empire. So they're, they're the new bad guys and they're very bad. And Leia, a.k.a. General Organa, is the leader of the Resistance, which is basically the rebels from the original trilogy. Okay, so there's this guy, Poe Dameron. And he's like, here's a, he's like, I've got this flash drive. Poe Dameron, unreal. Oh, so hot. Unreal. Oh, everyone Full in this movie. Full body panic. <laughs> hot. <laughs> He's like, I have this flash drive, and on the flash drive contains information about where Luke Skywalker is. And then he gives it to his droid, this little BB-8 unit. Very cute. Oh, that's another polarizing character, right? People are like, BB-8's annoying? No. I, think, I don't think so. BB-8 queer icon. Queer icon. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think people generally like BB-8, but I might be wrong. It's I weird. Had, I had some friends that were making fun of BB-8 around Which, the time of this those movie. Are not those are not friends. Yeah, you need to drop those friends. friends. Bad friends. <laughs> They've got to go. <laughs> I feel like it's weird. Like, people are always like, I love the droids. Give me more of the droids. And then if it's like an alien, they're like, no, stop that. It's like, <laughs> what, what's the difference? Right. Right, but so BB-8 cute, very cute. Poe Dameron hot, yeah, indeed. So BB-8 runs off with this flash drive, and they're on this planet Jakku. And Kylo Ren shows up, aka Diet Darth Vader, and he's like, "Where's Skywalker? I want to find him too because he wants to kill him." Is Adam Driver? Adam Driver. God, (laughs) baffling, baffling that he's in these movies. Yes, Mm -hmm. got it. So Kylo Ren captures Poe Dameron. Meanwhile, there's this stormtrooper, FN-2187. Hot? Hot. Sorry, I was just waiting. (laughs) Very hot. And he's like, I don't really like being a stormtrooper. Like, this isn't for me. Yeah, and then he takes off his helmet and you're like, oh, hot. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm invested. Right. So then we meet Ray, Daisy Ridley's character. Hot. She's a freelance scavenger on Jakku. And Jakku is a very gross sand planet that no one likes. And she's lonely and she doesn't have a family. She's sad. But then she comes across BB-8. She's like, oh, wow, who are you? And then they like, first she's like, let's not hang out. But then she's like, let's hang out. They become she, friends. They, I do like that BB-8 is just sort of this adorable thing that we are for sure going to put onto a backpack at some point. Oh, yeah. Who people just say exposition to yeah. <laughs> she's like there's that whole part where she's like my family is not here anyways what are you i'd like a lunchbox <laughs> with you on it like there's she's just like saying exactly who she is to someone who cannot respond which i think is a great way to reveal ex- like what needs to be expository dialogue in a way that's like fun for the whole family yeah and a lot of their conversations are just like repeating what bb8 said mm-hmm. it's just like beep, 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 what you have a flash drive it's like, yeah okay yeah, yeah keep the- all right i like that that's one of the ways they choose to modernize the star wars universe it's like mm, we have flash drives now yeah <laughs> we're no no more floppy disks in the no. star wars universe i bet in episode nine they're just gonna be like give me your ipad <laughs> yeah yeah, there's going to be some really creative product placement. Let's get in the self-driving Millennium Falcon. There, or, or Uber ourselves to the next, <laughs> the next planet. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah. Subscribe uh, to Poe Dameron on Snapchat. <laughs> oh, I would. He's so cute. Oh, yeah. He's um, hot. Okay. Unreal. So, meanwhile, so Kylo Ren has captured Poe Dameron, and he, like... Kylo Ren, not hot. Agree. Yes. Yeah. All right. We, we have to We have to just say it. <laughs> we, for some, hot. For most, not hot. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> so, he, like, force tortures Poe Dameron, trying to find out where this information about where Luke Skywalker is, and he figures out that this BB-8 has it. So... He's like, okay, I'm going to go get it. But then FN2187 breaks Poe out of, like, whatever ship they're on. And he's like, let's escape. I'm helping you. What a great scene between the two of them. You're just like, wow, it's charged. Launched a thousand (laughs) ships. Yeah. Man. It was, well, I I keep thinking you're saying FN, like, this FN2187. FN, mother FN. Sorry, I just, I'm sick, but I also cannot articulate words very well. They also just chose, like, two letters that sound like another thing. It's their fault. It is their fault. Okay. Let us write Star Wars. (laughs) Yes, please. do a good job. Well, he's about to not be called that anymore because Poe is like, I'm going to call you Finn. So now he's Finn. Another great moment where he's like, hee hee, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You can call me whatever you want. Uh, Yeah. He's like, I've been a stormtrooper this whole time, but now I suddenly have a personality. Whatever Oscar Isaac tells you your name is is probably your name from then on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's for sure. <laughs> Definitely. New law. So they escape from the First Order, but they crash land on Jakku, and maybe Poe dies. We're not sure. And then Finn okay. thinks Poe dies. Right. Finn thinks Poe dies. And then he encounters Rey and BB-8, and he lies to her, and he's like, yeah, I'm a member of the Resistance. Stormtroopers show up. They start shooting. Then they find the Millennium Falcon. So they go off on that. They encounter Han Solo and Chewie, and everyone's very excited. It was a big applause moment God, in the I theater. Could, I could, like, in the back of my head, hear a bunch of losers applauding when <laughs> yeah. stupid Harrison Ford and his dumb mug. No. He literally, he practically pauses for a place. He's like, yes. yeah. <gasps> it's the trailer moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, and <gasps> same thing bad. when you see the Millennium Falcon for the first time, oh, too. Definitely. It's just anything that was like, that's from the old movie. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. Remember this? Yeah, there's a exactly. lot of like little fans. Or, I mean, and I there's I truly could not identify them all. But anytime <laughs> there was a needless pause, it's like, oh, that's probably yeah. relevant to people. Mm-hmm. And the score gets all like bright for a sudden. Right, right. <sighs> but it's, it was so exciting to see in the theaters. Harrison yeah. Ford not hot. <laughs> Harrison Ford, Ford used to be hot. Harrison Ford is what I call legacy hot, and that he used to be hot so much so that now it's just kind of like, yeah, y- yeah, yeah. He still carries himself as if he's hot. Yes. <laughs> Which goes a long way. Right. Like, he is acting as if he's extremely hot, (laughs) which is maybe his greatest role, is convincing us that he's hot. Just going back to what you said about how he's not a good actor, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree, but I will say he clearly gave up, like, somewhere around the 90s. Oh, Trying to be good at acting, and now it's just kind of like, everyone's just like, well, it's Harrison Ford, so we don't have to think about it. Right. Well, he's so bankable that, yeah, people just throw him in his movies, and then he'll, like... He'll give it 50%. Right. But I, I guess thing. it is kind of interesting that it's like most actors his age, because he's got to be in his like early 70s. 70s now. Yeah. That most actors his age would be at this point being like, ooh, I better win a good award before I die. Nope. And that doesn't seem to be on his list. No. He is trying to leave every franchise he's ever done. He's trying yeah. to constantly <laughs> crash every like a plane every month or so. <laughs> and then also he's high every time he acts. So it's just like. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
He's well, a mess. He does. He has gone on record as saying like he does not like Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think it's very cool. Well, it shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it shows. For sure. And then I also think he's he is not happy about like more Indiana Jones movies happening. Oh no, he thought he phoned it in for the fourth one. He thought Shia LaBeouf would be taken over. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, then yet another mistake. That movie was the first date I went on ever. Oh no. Was oh, no. that Indiana Jones movie? Oh God, it's one of so my... bad. Yeah. I'd like to hold that movie personally accountable for the failure of that high school relationship. <laughs> One of my first dates was to National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. Oh. Also didn't last. <laughs> it makes a difference. Yeah. It makes yeah. a difference. You gotta pick a good movie. Uh, okay, so the rest of The Force Awakens is basically Han Solo and Rey are now friends, and he's like, maybe do you want a job? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know about this whole thing. Know. She touches a lightsaber. <laughs> she freaks out about it. There's a character named Maz, and she's like, the Force That's is strong Lupita. with you. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Mm-hmm. So weird. What a weird choice to be like, Lupita, the most beautiful woman currently living. We're going to make you into a little alien Tiny troll. Little alien. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> How do you like it? Right. <laughs> she nails it. Mm-hmm. She does old voice very well, too. I yeah. Think. yeah. Yes. I had to check. It, it's also like a very, I feel like more so in The Last Jedi, which I don't want to spoil, but like it's a very old Nigerian woman voice. And I just in the back of my head, I'm like, that's my aunts. That's <laughs> all of my aunts. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So she's like, wow, here's a lightsaber. And then. Ray gets captured by Kylo Ren because he figures out that she has seen the map that shows where Luke Skywalker is. So he's like, I'm going to take you. I'm going to capture you. And then Finn and Han Solo and Chewie go. And then they're like, oh, but there's this whole planet destroyer. It's like a Death Star, but even worse. It starts blowing up all the resistance planets or whatever. And then they're like, we got to stop this. We got to blow this up. And then there's this final showdown between Finn is there, but it's mostly between Rey and Kylo Ren. And mm. she's like, wow, I'm actually like getting pretty good at this force thing. And then, But also, how hard is it to beat Adam Driver in a fight? <laughs> Anyone in this room could easily take Adam Driver down in 45 seconds. I mean, uh, sure, him. Bones. But, Ky- <laughs> but Kylo Ren is a character. He's got some anger. To be rec- yeah. He's got some issues. <sighs> Anyway. Huge daddy issues. <laughs> True. Really yeah. crazy daddy issues. That he explains in monologue frequently. <laughs> yes. Yeah, especially yeah. including one time to his father just before. Yeah, because we, it's revealed that Kylo Ren is Han Solo and Leia Organa's son because they used to, I guess, be married. And then they had a baby. And then they're like, actually, uh, whenever our son, Ben, Ben Ren, or no, Ben Ben. Solo, Ben Solo, Ben Solo. He goes Sounds and tries like a to be a Jedi. YouTuber. Yes. <laughs> he goes and tries to be a Jedi, and then he turns bad. I guess it breaks up Leia and Han Solo's marriage. So that's yeah. So then they blow up the big planet destroyer planet, and at the very end, they figure out where Luke Skywalker is because R2-D2 is, like, in a coma or whatever, and he's like, actually, I'm awake now. And then they match the maps together. They figure out where Luke is. Ray and Chewie go to the planet that he's on, and she's like, here, here's your lightsaber. And then smash cut to black. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Fun movie. Mm. A fun movie. I think so, too. That was my review. Yeah. <laughs> a fun movie. <laughs> Thank you for that mm-hmm. analysis. Adam Driver is a scab. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him. 
I think I like him in this franchise. Although I remember in the theater, the first moment where he takes off his helmet, there was a lot of giggling. It was, <laughs> oh yeah, same. Because you're it's expecting so him to be like all scarred or something. Yeah. <laughs> But he's just, yeah. And, and it's then it's just this chud that you've like <laughs> seen on HBO before. It's weird. Aristotle yes. is shaking his head in such disappointment. But it's just, Aristotle's literally in love with Adam Driver. It's, <laughs> I like it's it. The thing is, I like Adam Driver as an actor. And I feel like everything I see him in, I'm like, oh, okay, you, you got some stuff. But like just the moment of having this like very deep voice, like evil force take off a helmet. And it's just like this like angry looking high schooler. It's just yeah. kind of like, oh, oh, yeah. We're like, oh, was he just Caught masturbating to anime on free Wi-Fi. Like, that's why well, he's that's so angry. very much his vibe. That's why he hates his dad so much. He cut off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> my my brother texted me maybe a month ago. Adam Driver bus driver movie. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Enjoyed against all odds. <laughs> Adam Driver plays a bus driver in a movie, and apparently oh. it's fine. I did not. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I can't call it bad, but I can't call it much. There's listen that Adam Driver in a nutshell. I want to yeah. see a, a, an all Adam Driver reboot of Speed, in which he Oof. is the bus driver. He is whatever other characters are in that movie. Yeah, if I want to see him playing Keanu. I want him as Sandra Bullock. <laughs> if Adam Driver ever dared to be in a theatrical adaptation of Doubt, I would pick it. Okay, <laughs> get him out of Doubt. He doesn't belong in doubt. So what you're saying is you have doubt about his abilities. I have such, such doubt. doubt. I have such doubt. Well, this conversation has not passed the Bechdel test in a <laughs> good many minutes. Um, okay, so I just want to start out by saying this movie, much like the original trilogy of Star... I mean, I don't know episodes one, two, and three. Fuck those movies. I don't care. <laughs> but of episodes four, five, and six, similar to them, Force Awakens is sort of an ensemble cast, but... You can argue that Luke Skywalker is the main character of the original trilogy. Mm. Here in The Force Awakens, we have Rey as the main character. So we have a female protagonist. Mm. It's still an ensemble cast. There's still lots of, you know, Finn's uh, right up there among the main characters. Poe Dameron's pretty important. You know, you've got all these other people. But Rey is the protagonist of the story. So we get a female protagonist in a Star Wars movie. And she's great. Hooray! She's amazing. We, I mean, with Rogue One, we sort of get two in like such a small mm-hmm. span of time. Have you guys already talked about the original trilogy? I know you said you talked about. We did an episode on uh, A New Hope. How did that one fare? Uh, not well. I mean, not there, there's like there, one. Woman there's Aunt Beru who g- gets murdered almost instantly, and ah. then there's Princess Leia, mm. who we said was a strong character who makes active choices and does things in the movie, but she has no. The plot fucks her over at every turn and gives oh, yeah. her no women to talk to. Right, she's captured. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She needs yeah. to be rescued, all this stuff. So, this movie fares much better compared to the original trilogy in terms of a female character doing things, influencing the plot, and having it be her story, like her journey largely. Um, there's subplots that focus around other characters, but, and as we see, not to spoil anything for The Last Jedi, but like, it's a continuation of sort of her journey of like her force powers and honing them and whatnot. So, yeah, it was so exciting for me to see this movie for the first time and be like, holy fucking shit, we have a female protag in a Star Wars movie. And she is so good at what she does. She's a... Okay, so she's doesn't have a family she's on this planet jakku she's scavenging stuff but she somehow also knows how to speak bb8's droid language i am 
constantly confused about how like, what <laughs> what language BB-8 is speaking, how literally everyone he meets can understand it. C- communicate clearly, no right. problem. Finn cannot, but yeah, somehow but why? Ray like, why? can. Because Finn only speaks stormtroopers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's unclear. Why. Although everyone speaks English. Everyone speaks English. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to argue there's all this question about who is Rey, who are her parents, da-da-da. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that C-3PO is Rey's father because he was an interpreter. He speaks so many languages, and she does too. She understands. She knows how to speak Wookiee. She speaks with another alien on Jakku. She understands BB-8 somehow. I think that she is part droid and that C-3PO is her father. When C-3PO makes love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, heavens. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This goes back into a a previous discussion we've had about when Beetlejuice makes love. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I'd rather not. Caitlin hates this discussion. (laughs) Beetlejuice for sure comes scabs, but are they they wet or dry? No. Is the question. Dry. Uh, Dry? Dry. You guys are so fast. Why are we talking about this again? (laughs) Wait, interesting, because I would say like a wet deck of cards being flipped would be the sound. <laughs> I have to go home. <laughs> what deck of cards? Just like a- <laughs> if you put, if you dunked a deck of playing cards into a bucket of water and then shuffled them, <laughs> that would be the sound. C three PO bolts. Does he come bolts? Yeah, sure. Okay. Anything to move this conversation. <laughs> Caitlin hates this conversation. I don't think C three PO comes. How does he get? So- how does he get someone pregnant? Oh, look, he comes in binary code somehow. Ooh, oh, nice. Like a printout. Yeah. <laughs> just a, like a slip of paper just like zeros and ones slips a out of. receipt, basically. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like wherever his genitals are because there's also nothing there. Right, like I feel like we would know. Just Unless like, it's like in a compartment. The Matrix, that other movie that you didn't see. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't Although know. I will say, I don't think you're missing much with The Matrix. Oh, Thank you. I don't That I don't was my impression. Does, does the Matrix good. pass the Bechdel test? Um, kind of. That was a sort of pass. Yeah, it was like hmm. a just barely kind of thing. Yeah. <sighs> but right. anyway, okay. So I want to start by talking about the scene where she and Finn first encounter each other on Jakku. Mm-hmm. Here's what happens. Ray gets attacked by these two guys who are trying to steal BB-8 because they're like, he's a droid. He's worth so many portions of muffin, blueberry muffins or whatever. <laughs> Their currency I love a is. muffin portion based economy. <laughs> I, I hope this entire economy is based on muffins. They don't, I don't think they say. They just say quarter portions. Right. right. But then you see her like empty that little packet into like a little oh, right. dish of water, and then it like bakes into Which a blueberry was, muffin. Honestly, super cool. And I was like, how yeah. they? Do? That was a part where I like was genuinely like, whoa, this is a wondrous world. <laughs> After seeing three of the movies, that was the part where I was like, holy shit. I know it's amazing. Yeah. I love how people talk about Jakku in this movie of like. Every time she's like, I have to get home. They're like, but it, it, but it sucks there. Like, yeah. It's just like aliens giving out pieces of muffin. Why would you ever come Jack back? Jakku is space Florida. It, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like every time they're like, but I'm from there. They're like, oh, forget it. Yeah. You're, you, you left. <laughs> you don't go up. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so these two guys are trying to steal BB-8 back from Ray, and she fights them off. She beats them up. She doesn't need to be saved. She like holds her own. Then Finn like sees this happening, and then he spots BB-8 because Poe Dameron had just been like, "I've got a droid. It's white and orange. It's one of a kind." And he's like, "Hey, that's the droid they're looking for." And then. Ugh. Which, if you'd ever seen a Star Wars movie, you would realize that that was a great reference. But we anyway. had a magnet that said that. <laughs> you had a magnet that said that? Yeah, we had a refrigerator magnet that said that at my house. Oh, cute. Okay. There's, like, a little misunderstanding about, like, oh, did Finn steal Poe's jacket? What happened? But then they clear up this misunderstanding. Oh, really? A Titanic reference. Mm-hmm. A jacket stealing. Oh, being yeah. a <laughs> plot point of, can we trust this person? He stole a jacket. <laughs> Leonardo totally. DiCaprio steals a jacket in Titanic. Can we trust him? Danny, yes. why do you look confused? Because I saw great. Titanic one time in, I think, 2001. Oh, uh-huh. yikes. And all I remember is the scene where uh, ship captain jumps off and then hits his head and does a bunch of flips. The fu- That's an iconic scene. It That's is. one of the most iconic scenes. I was on the verge of tears and that happened and I was just, just like, oh, I'm laughing now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not EJ Smith, the captain. It's just a random guy. But yeah, that does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Again, I saw it once. It was three hours. I was nine You'll have mm-hmm. to take our word for it. Yeah. For sure, steals he a steals a jacket, and that's supposed to be like, can we trust Leonardo DiCaprio? He stole a jacket. I believe it. Yeah. And right. Finn, and in both cases, you can trust him. He just happened to take a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He was okay. cold. So, <laughs> okay, so uh, Ray goes after Finn, and she's just like, what yes. the fuck? And then the stormtroopers show up. Finn grabs Ray's hand and then they start running and she's just like what are you doing why are you grabbing my hand and I would like to say that I don't think that he would have done that if she were not a woman if she oh, absolutely if she was a man not. he would have never like grabbed her hand and like run off they would have just been like come with me he didn't right. do that with Poe right and I wish that he had <laughs> I want them to hold hands with John Vallega and Oscar Isaac holding hands. Mm-hmm. That's a horny scene. Oh, such yeah. a horny scene. Yeah, a horny scene. Be the most screen capped scene of 2015. <laughs> so, so then they start running off. Finn's like, come on, we gotta move. And then she's like, I know how to run without you holding my hand. So she is like, don't fucking touch me. Mm-hmm. I can do this on my own. I loved that in the theaters just because it was like it was such a weird thing to see him grab her hand and then for her to immediately be like, I don't need this and then like sort of run a little bit ahead of him. I was like, that's yeah, a great yeah. touch. Just such good character development. Mm-hmm. Because I she mean, she doesn't know him. Right. Yeah. He's a stranger. That, yeah. And we see in movies so often where that does happen where a guy grabs a girl's hand and they have to run off and she does not protest because. She doesn't have a character, probably. Right. Or my favorite egregious example, Brendan Fraser lunges through <laughs> at you through a cage and starts making out with you, and you fall in love with him instantly. Is mm-hmm. that The Mummy? The uh-huh. Mummy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even seen The Mummy, and I know. <laughs> That's a little... He's feral in a cage and makes Rachel Weitz fall in love with him instantly. Oh, boy. That's the Brendan Fraser touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're running away. They take cover for a second, and then they have to run again because he hears something. And then he grabs her hand again. She's like, stop taking my hand. So she keeps protesting. And then an explosion happens, and he gets knocked out. And then she shakes him awake. And then he immediately says, are you okay? And she's just like, yeah, I'm fucking okay, bitch. Like, mm. you're the one who passed out. But I, again, I don't think he would have asked her that if she was a man. He would have been like, are said, you okay? Let's go. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> So then they start running again, and she's like, we got to go to this ship. I, like you said, it's worth noting that she's running ahead of him, so she never needed him yeah. to grab her and pull her along. She's a faster runner. 
she's in the lead for so much of this movie, and he's the one who had, like had to escape his own sort of capture and like was worried for so much, and then finds this woman and is like, I have to save her, and she's like, I'm good. For yeah, some she's like, reason. I'm for fine. Yeah. I mean, the one point of leverage he has over her is that lie that falls apart halfway through the movie. Oh, that he's a member of the resistance, right? Mm. Right. I think that's the one thing he has, but that kind of falls apart in the middle of the movie anyways. And he never really, he doesn't like use it to manipulate her in in in, in a well, I mean, in, 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 a, in an evil way, like in a, in a nefarious way. I would say, right? He's never like, oh, you should fall in love with me because I'm a handsome resistance. He's fighter. like, but he's lying hard enough that Harrison Ford has to be like, you're lying, bitch, mm. and that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good precedent. No. If True. Harrison Ford has to say you're doing something wrong, okay. <laughs> and I'm high, so I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> My lines are being fed to me through an earpiece. Right now. <laughs> no, he's not. Johnny Depp. Sir. <laughs> Does Johnny Depp have to do that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he's an alcoholic fucking mess. Why? Yeah. All right. This isn't the Johnny Depp cast. No. <laughs> okay, so God. she's like, we got to outrun them. And he's like, we can't. And she's like, we can't in that quad jumper. And then he's like, we need a pilot. And she's like, we've got one. He's like, you? He assumes that she's not a pilot. Probably because she's a woman. I'm gonna make the guess. That happens a couple times. I mean, that mm-hmm. happens when they encounter Han Solo too, right. where she has to keep reminding people. She's like, "No, I am a pilot." And even then, and I think that this is like kind of a common experience of, you know, she keeps telling people, "I'm a pilot," and I, I feel like with most male characters, and this happens in comedy all the fucking time too. It's like where people won't be like, "Oh, wow, you really are a pilot," until they've already seen you do it Mm -hmm. successfully whereas with male characters it's like i'm a pilot and they're like oh great perfect every every time i see a woman do stand up i'm always surprised that they're also a pilot right yeah 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 yeah. Mm. (laughs) we actually no i can't fly a plane i gotta be better about that watch me do a tight five and then let me fly your plane (laughs) i've been like standing in a circle at like a comedy venue with several men and have like a guy approach us and ask every single person in the circle except for me if they are comics and none of the guys that they asked were comics and I was the only comic in the bunch but because they're just like well you must be a comic right? Kill them all I guess. All the guys who I was standing with who I'm friends with none of them were like no we're not comics but she is so fuck all of those people. It's it's weird that they had to ask like every single person before like I feel like if you get like two in you'd probably be like probably not comics in the circle Mm -hmm. at all but I don't, that's and not. I wasn't going to be like, I'm a comedian. That was like, so. that was one of the parts of this movie where I was like, oh yeah, I feel, I feel that. Where it's mm-hmm. like, you have to tell someone that this is your job, but they still don't believe you until they see you do it. Mm-hmm. And she has to do that a couple times in right. this movie. And whether or not it's a gender thing doesn't get explicitly commented on, but I feel like it's safe to assume. I feel like just the that fact it that it happened. Yeah. yeah. And I think the fact that it wasn't explicitly mentioned as a gender thing is one of the strengths of this movie because I think mm-hmm. if they had, then you just lose so many of the people who don't want to learn the lesson explicitly. Mm-hmm. Like all the guys who are like, oh, it's they're trying to push it in my face. But like if you don't do that, then you can't really claim that they're trying to. It's like if they don't mention that she's a woman, then you are just taking this on yourself and you're complaining about something that you had to interpret. Mm-hmm. Totally. So yeah. I like that it was sort of unspoken. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then they board the Millennium Falcon and immediately Ray is like, the gunner position is down there. So she like kind of like tells him what to do. He just goes and does it. And then she gets in the cockpit and having never flown this thing before, I don't know how she knows how to be a pilot, but I 
don't even question it. I'm like, yeah, she's a pilot. That's <laughs> true, yeah. Plus, I mean, the she's a scavenger. She like device. she goes into all these like empire ships that like crashed on Jakku, and like so I'm like, okay, she probably knows ship apparatus because she scavenges that shit all the time. But mm-hmm. somehow she knows how to be a pilot, and she's very good at it. She does it all by herself. Doesn't need a co-pilot. And then they escape the stormtroopers, and then they fly off. And then the scene that immediately follows that after they've escaped, she and Finn meet in the middle somewhere and they're like, wow, good job. That was amazing. Oh, you did a great job too. You totally stuffed me out for that. And that was so great for me to see because I feel like so often in movies you'd see a guy being like, well... I guess you did okay. Okay, yeah. Not we, bad, if, kid. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like Finn and Ray have such team vibes throughout this movie mm. that it, it's it's great. I love it's it. the opposite of Harrison Ford's Don't Get Cocky in the original. Yeah. Yeah. They're immediately just like, You were great. You did that. Yeah, we yeah, did yeah. this. It's such a nice moment. Mm-hmm. They yeah. like each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is great. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like usually you'd see either the guy be like, Well, that wasn't that hard. I could have done that. Or the guy to a woman. Him seeing that, and then he'd be like, "Oh, I'm so horny now. Look at what she can do. I'm horny boner." So the fact that the yeah, the like, wow, the woman did a thing, and oh, and now I must so now I have to put my face on her face. <laughs> Nothing turns me on more than seeing a woman do something I thought only men could do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So the fact that neither of those reactions happened from Finn was refreshing, and yeah. I really liked mm-hmm. it. Well, neither of those reactions happened for a little bit from Finn. It takes yeah. a bit. Yeah, it takes a bit. But I kind of like seeing him in crisis a little bit, too. And Han Solo is, thank God, is not in it so much that we have to deal with it plot wise. But when the scene where Han Solo is offering Ray a job is you see, I mean, because he's not a feminist icon, let's say. (laughs) And you see sort of him struggling with like, you know, any time that he compliments her it's backed by an insult of like well I'm not going to pay you enough yeah, which yeah. is like well she's a woman of course you're not going to pay her enough <laughs> right. there, there's, but, or he'll be like uh, Chewie likes you so I, I guess I can keep you around when it's right. clearly like an example of him unable to express himself because he's a man he, of, he cannot be caught saying uh, that a woman is capable Right. <laughs> he can't I, be on record if he was better at expressing his emotions like Kylo Ren might not exist so true yeah. he could have saved everyone a a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, He's just like, hey, I'm proud of you. I love you and you are my son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole movie is Han Solo's fault. Yeah. God, Your he's wi- a nightmare. <laughs> I love you. I love my wife. We did a great job raising you. I cherish her input into your life and then none of this. He's just a nice boy. Adam yeah. Driver could have been a space accountant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but instead we get a fun movie. <sighs> Oh, and then, okay, so uh, right after Ray and Finn have their little, like, great job, then something, like, poisonous gas starts leaking in the Millennium Falcon, and then, like, Ray just, like, jumps at it immediately. She's, like, she knows exactly what to do. She's, like, hand me that fucking wrench. Hand me this screwdriver. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He doesn't know tools. This is all to say this whole long sequence is something we haven't seen before in a Star Wars movie. I mean, maybe it's in the prequels. Who gives a shit? I don't think... (laughs) just a competent woman who is driving the narrative making choices and like being better than everyone else at what they're doing yeah was just like 
so fucking cool. And and kind of like you were saying, Demi, it's like a lot of attention isn't called to like, whoa, look at this yeah. woman did it. Because mm-hmm. that is like a weird thing that happens in movies. They'll have like, never seen a girl do this thing before. And it's like, you know what they're going for, but it is kind of a dated, weird approach to, to it. I'm also so glad they didn't do that thing where like Ray d- d- like successfully maneuvers and she's just like, what? I grew up with four brothers. Or, exactly. It's like, you don't yeah. have to. It's like, oh, <laughs> so frustrating. Ugh. And and from moment one when Ray is on screen, as I, I watched the first scene she appears in a couple times, and there's like I don't think any dialogue in it when mm-hmm. we first see her, but like she's just like even the way she's framed by the movie is she's framed like a protagonist and like a hero and mm-hmm. not like how a w- woman would normally be framed in any sort of action movie which I thought was so great. And I watched mm-hmm. it a couple of times. I'm like, oh, we're just seeing a straight shot of the main character of the movie, which shouldn't seem like a big deal. But it, it was nice to see totally. just her being framed like a hero and not like... Although a thing happens, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but the first time you see her on screen, you don't know the gender of this person because they're like in a big mask and goggles mm-hmm. and you can't see her face or anything like that. And this happens sometimes in movies where like... This happens in these be, movies a lot. A lot of mask removals. Yeah, and it'll be like... Oh, it, in fact, it happens in Return of the Jedi in Jabba's palace whenever Leia is the person who comes in and she's like trying to negotiate for Han Solo's life. She's got a thermal detonator and it's a whole thing. And then later she takes off the mask and it's Leia and we're like, holy fucking shit. But it happens a lot where someone you would probably assumed to be a male character is in a mask or they've got like a helmet on or something like that and then they take it off and surprise it's a woman and it's like meant to be this like well reveal the thing that you thought was a man is actually a woman and I don't like I said I don't know if that's intentional in this movie or not Um, but it sort of it happens right it for sure happens so like I said it wasn't like just kidding it's a woman i don't know that i mean obviously i I know literally next to nothing about this franchise but just (laughs) given the fact that we get a kind of similar shot of fucking adam driver (laughs) in the same i don't know Mm -hmm. know. yeah it might not be like a meant to be like a well i don't know that was a gender decision i feel like because it happens before any sort of major action it was just kind of like uh here's an introduction to who this person is but if it was like we see her in a fight and then she removes the mask then i'd be like oh okay Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The context is important for that. Yeah. Because yeah. often when it happens in movies, when it's like very annoying is they'll take off the helmet and then she's got this long flowing hair that she whips around and then she's like, <laughs> it was me all along, boys. And it's just like really egregious and stupid. It's um, like the, uh, <laughs> you know, in Little Rascals when uh, she takes off her helmet and it's like Reba or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? My hero was a girl. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Anytime it's Reba. <laughs> it's always Reba. And it's I'm always, always surprised. Reba. I love Reba. Remember when Kylo Ren took off the mask and it was Reba? <laughs> it was Reba. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's a few more scenes I want to talk about, starting with the scene where they have met Han Solo and Chewie, and there's these like Wrath Tars running around in Han Solo's ship. And what? What? They're, the, they're like these big monster <laughs> creatures. Oh, okay, scary guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got, like, tentacles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Finn gets grabbed by one of them and, like, carried off, and then Rey ends up having to save him. So it's the reverse Mm. of what we often see of a man having to save a woman. But she, like, does this whole thing where she's, like, looking at these monitors. She, like, figures out when the exact moment is to shut the doors to, like, sever the tentacles that the Rathtar is holding Finn with. Yeah. Right. And then he's like, wow, the door, did you see that? And she's like, yeah, that was lucky. So didn't feel the need to gloat about it and be like, yeah, that was me. 
So uh, I just like that you saw a woman having to save a man. I also love that at no point does it feel like you go like, what? How did she know how to do this? It's like she's been on her own for so long. You could understand that like she's had to survive and learn how to do things. She's right. probably a like brilliant person. Mm-hmm. So all of the like development skills that she goes, like, the things that she does to save other people in this movie and like the actions she takes never feel like when Luke Skywalker was just a farm boy and like suddenly it's just like, I'm going to be a warrior now. It's like, mm-hmm. well, she's been on her own for so long and it's straight up like defending herself from like scavengers and like saving people in the desert like it makes sense that she could like be like i'm going to chop off that right car's arm or whatever right yeah totally but yeah and then in the next scene han and ray are trying to escape in the millennium falcon and they're like having trouble getting the millennium falcon started there's like beeping and like she keeps being like no it's this thing the compressor hit that switch da, da, da. and then like at one point she like pulls out this like m- mechanical oh, thing oh uh, yeah she pulls out a thingy and then she's like i bypassed the compressor <laughs> and he's just like okay i liked that cuz she was so that was like one of the few moments where i'm like oh she is so stoked right now yeah. Yeah. so proud of I know. herself no, I and everyone's it. just like um what <laughs> again it's a, it's showing you that she knows her shit she's kind of better than everyone at what she's doing and just like is so competent because again you don't see like if a woman's doing machinery things in movies like she can't do anything and but maybe it's also that thing that annoys me where like a woman's good at fixing a car but it that never I feel like that doesn't apply to this movie at least yeah, she knows. I mean, like there aren't any of those like cheesy lines of like a female character justifying why she would know how to fix a car because yeah. her daddy was a mechanic or mm-hmm. something. something. Dad wanted like a boy, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he just raised me like one, like a, like a <laughs> like it was just yeah. Where that's just an element of the story that exists and right. isn't. Because often when we see it and it's uh, really stupid like it is in Transformers, for example, it's a skill that's like somehow sexualized. They're like, <laughs> right. look at how hot I look when I bend over the hood of this car and reach into hot the thing. There's but so like, much oil in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for Ray, it's just like she just knows how to do that because that's her character and it works. Right. So yeah. there's that. Now, uh, <laughs> sorry, I've got an agenda. Yeah, um, you're so prepared. <laughs> I all my notes are I just keep writing name of actor hot. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone that. in this movie that isn't hot though? Personal taste, Adam Driver not all hot. Right. Pretty much everyone else hot, and I include Andy Circus. Mm. Yeah. Andy Circus hot. As Snoke or just Andy Circus as Andy Circus? Uh, Andy Circus as a person is amazing. Mm-hmm. Andy Circus as Snoke, I'll take it. Okay. Why not? Sure. You can tell there's some hotness there. There's some hotness, yeah. <laughs> also, he's got an attitude. I Snoke, like it. he's a brooder. I like <laughs> it. No, he used to be hot, I think. He's emo. Oh, definitely. Yeah, before he got whatever like weird scar down the front of I his... I want to see a young photo of Snoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Young Snoke. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's Paul Newman. <laughs> Give us a young Snoke series. <laughs> Please. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is when Kylo Ren captures Rey. Mm-hmm. Presumably, she would need to be saved. However, what's different about this is that in so many movies you see when a, uh, like a bad guy captures a woman, it's because she needs to be used as bait so that the male hero right. can come and save her. Or it's like, we're taking this woman that you love to hurt you or something like that. But in this, this is about her value and her abilities and also her knowledge, 
where at first when that happened, I was like, oh, it's maybe, but it's not really a damsel-y kind of capture. Mm, no, I would, yeah, definitely because not. Because A, she has to bail a million people out through the course of this movie. And then, yeah, she's being, I mean, she's captured, but she but she's captured because of her and not because of her value as it pertains to another male character. Exactly, right. yeah. She's captured because she has the information that he needs not because she's going to be used as bait. You can so, capture people. You just yeah. have to respect their abilities. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And granted, Finn and Han Solo and Chewie go to save her. But like you said, she's never damseled. She never has to be like picked up and carried away or anything like that. She doesn't need to be physically saved because the first thing she does is like stop Kylo Ren from like getting the information he needs. She like totally resists. Right. And then she uses the force to make a stormtrooper like release her from the shackles that she's in. A stormtrooper that I might add is hot because it's Daniel Craig. It is Daniel Craig. <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah. He has like a little cameo. Hiding in this movie. He's He's just just in a stormtrooper suit. Uh Yes. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) That's very cute. Did he just ask? I think so. I think I think the story was they were shooting Bond nearby, and they just like, "Do you want to have a cameo?" (laughs) And of course, he's gonna say yes. It's everyone's dream. That's so exciting for him. And in the new one, uh, Prince Harry and Prince someone else, William, I think, are stormtroopers, and so is Tom Hardy. (gasps) Well, really? Yes, not a joke. So weird. I saw Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the credits. Mm -hmm. I don't know what he does, but he's somewhere. I don't know. Uh, And then Nigel (laughs) Godrich, who is a producer that does all like the Radiohead albums, is also in The Force Awakens. It's just like anyone who's like British and nearby. (laughs) Um, Alfred Molina should be in one. He should. I bet he is, and he's too humble. He's so humble. (laughs) Oh, you don't have to credit me for this. It's fine. Yeah, it was just a pleasure to be a part of it. The star of People forget um, he's British. The star of Chewing Gum, whose name yes, I forget. Michaela Cole. Little, yeah, she's got she's, she's got great. a little cameo. I love that. Show. Very exciting. Anyway, okay, so yeah, she makes Daniel Craig untie her and then give her his weapon. She's like, "Drop your gun," and Whoa. he just does it because she's so good at the force already. And then she like sneaks her way around the base, and then eventually, when like Finn finds her. She was fine. She didn't need to be, like, grabbed and saved away. She was already pretty much... Gonna, basically, all she needed she's was a more, ride home. She's more found than rescued. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. At one point, they even just, like, look out a window, and she's, like, scaling a wall. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, like, way ahead. She's like, fine. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then that is followed by the lightsaber battle at the end between Rey and Kylo Ren and she gets knocked out early on, and then Finn fights with the lightsaber for a few minutes, but then he gets injured and almost dies. And then Ray is like, actually, it's my turn. She finishes it. This was the most cathartic thing to see in the theaters. Oh, Both I'm... times, like, the moment where, like, uh, Kylo Ren is trying to grab the lightsaber and it, fl- and it flies by him right. and oh. he, she catches it, everyone just went fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I just felt like the <laughs> adrenaline, like, yes, this is what we wanted. I know. It's so good. <sighs> it's so, I love it so And much. it's like another cool team moment yeah. where they did it together mm-hmm. it was yeah. great not that she even needed his help but no it's great but they did it together I yeah, like I know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like Finn's arc for this entire movie is him trying to be like I gotta save her and it's her being like thank you but I, I really can do this myself <laughs> which is is nice and totally. they still like do work together a lot of the time yeah, yeah. definitely yeah so those are the main scenes I wanted to talk about that star Ray. But we've got other female characters in this movie as well. Unlike the original trilogy, when there's pretty much just Princess Leia, she makes yeah, a return. She's really smurfetted. Yeah. <laughs> so Leia's in this. She is General Organa now. She's leading the resistance. Hot. So she's so fucking good at her job. Rest in paradise. Hot. She, so yes. 
Awesome. And then we've got Maz Kanata. Yes. She's the Lupito character who's like, oh, here's a lightsaber. The force calls to <laughs> it's you. It's a great Maz Kanata. <laughs> Please keep going. Please keep going. Yeah, what else does she say? <laughs> Can you read Moby Dick to us <laughs> in this voice? Quick <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she gives exposition largely, and then she's just basically like, hey, Han Solo, quit fucking running away from this fight, you stupid coward. Go talk to Leia, figure shit out about your son. Yeah. She's basically just a therapist. I don't know. Yes, I don't know what her role is in she's the a- most recent movie, but it's funny because I feel like this happens with, we've seen this a few times with like older female characters who are in the movie for a little bit. Of just like this is another female character for our like younger protagonist to interact with that imparts, you know, just is, is like, hey, you've got this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Ray's like, okay. And then we can move forward. It's, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't do that much, but no. the no. fact that she's I like her. there, yeah, she, I like she's, her. she's pretty fun she's too, fun. Yeah. I feel like. She's got a she's little personality sassy. there. She's, she's sassy. She's got that one line where uh, when Han comes in where she's like, where's my boyfriend? To talk about chewing on. Yeah. I love that. I know. Yeah. Do you think they've been flirting for a thousand years? Absolutely. <laughs> Unreal. And, and she's a business owner. So It's true. I wrote, I wrote down small business owner. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, as in she owns a small business or she owns a business and it's and small? And it's small. A little no. bit of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get the best of both there. Wait, yeah. is that like Cantina Hearst? I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure exactly what her... She's I, not a clean business owner, but she is a small <laughs> business owner. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> the other main female character is Captain Phasma. Oh, yeah. So we get a lady villain, and she's, like, pretty badass. She's a leader of some sort. You know that because her thing's shiny, and yeah. no one else's costume's shiny. She is the, the <laughs> coolest design of any of the villains. Mm-hmm. I wish we got more of her, though. Yeah, same. Yes. Yeah. It might not make much sense for her character to be in the story more, but yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like... It was a look. It's yeah. such a look. It's such a look. I want more, like, well-developed lady villains, if yeah. that sounds, like, weird, but it's just, like, I no. feel like it, you get so many villains where it's, they have good development, but at the end of it, their motivation is just, like, I'm angry, and it's, like, I want more than that, but I also want... I feel like so many times in movies, the, their version of being progressive is just like, well, if we make the lady the hero, then that's good. But it's like, you can make a woman a villain, just mm-hmm. do it well. Exactly. And I wish right. that there were more of those. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's interesting. And there was like that brief trend. I think that probably Wicked would be the first huge, huge example mm-hmm. of it, of famous female villains going back and sort of revising it to humanize and, and like, like Wicked is all about humanizing a female villain which is and and that's been done a number of times since it was like that weird Angelina Jolie yeah, Maleficent. Maleficent movie mm. of like you can't just have a hard female bad villain it's like but it, here's the here's why she's actually very feminine and gentle and soft mm. and the world made her this way uh, I don't I don't have a conclusive thought on that but I they're doing the same thing with Cruella are they oh. yeah with Emma Stone why can't she just be I mean, why can't she just be mean? I don't know if it, I, I don't know if I want there to be an equal number of humanizing male villains, or if I just want to just let a villain be bad. I don't know which which side of that spectrum I fall on. I think it's more fun to kind of let them be bad, maybe. 
I don't need to know about like when their heart was broken in college. Right. I do wish <laughs> Wicked. That... Is that how Wicked goes? Yeah, it's like oh, it was boy. like well she she had a friendship and then she had a boyfriend and then it, and then now she's mean. Hmm. I do like when a villain is like when their reasoning for being evil is understandable, but you still are like, but you are definitely the villain. But yeah, the world did not force you to do this. Right. You are choosing to do this. Like when it's a villain where they're like, oh, I'm doing this because this company wronged me and I'm actually trying to be the good guy. It's just I have to kill a bunch of people in the process. Then it's like, okay, well, I know you want to do a good thing, but you are evil. So. Right, you're yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah, but you're bad. Look at your outfit. You're bad. You're bad. <laughs> There's a skull on it. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately, we don't get that much backstory for Phasma, no. so we don't really know. But but mm-hmm. the point remains that the movie was like, hey, let's put more female characters in it than yeah. just right. one. So the fact that you do see a female villain at all, and then that even in like the original trilogy, any scenes where there's like just extras running around or like the people in like the rebel bases, they're almost all populated by men. And in this movie, I feel like it's still pretty male heavy but it, you see more sprinkles yeah. of women there's there's like uh whenever they go to Maz's cantina where there's a werewolf i don't know there is, <laughs> is there there's like a wolf man i don't know i loved it but the world is the world of star wars is so populated by these insane creatures that you will only see for one second i right. just like thinking about the production designer being like yeah we'll make a werewolf man for a background yeah, shot. and then it'll be on screen first i love that though and then but, 20 years from now there'll be a series of young adult novels about that character yes. who was on screen for one second. Yeah. <laughs> Extended universes are fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like in, in that scene, so people are still looking for BB-8 and there's like this evil lady who's got crazy eye makeup and I love it. Oh, she's yeah. just like, the mm-hmm. droid is over, he's here. Possibly my favorite look of the whole movie. Mm. Yeah. She, yeah what was her name? I don't, I don't know, know if she, she gets a name. She, she only has, has that one line. Unreal. She's like lounging on a giant a alien. A big fat alien. <laughs> <laughs> and then gets off to deliver a very hot line and she's got this crazy look here just like wait what who's that she, no one in the world looks like her either. <laughs> no. Like, no, I don't think other women in the universe are wearing makeup. She looks like she's like to that extent. Yeah, it's she looks very... like a Mark Jacobs mom. Like, she's <laughs> like, what did you? How, why are you humping this? She's not humping him, but she's lounging <laughs> on a wet-looking alien. <laughs> so yeah, basically my point is just that um, unlike the Star Wars movies we're used to seeing, this galaxy has more than one woman in it, as you might imagine mm. any galaxy would have. Yeah. So. To um, exist. Right, exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe so many of these alien species are asexual and they just reproduce by like cutting off their arm and then suddenly it's a new person. Or the but, C3PO theory of printing out a binary receipt yeah. <laughs> and then just feeding it to someone? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, well, because most of the main characters we see in these Star Wars movies are humans mm-hmm. who presumably procreate in a sexual way. Yeah, you would think there'd be more women around. I mean, you'd think because they're so hot. Right. (laughs) Right. They're procreators for sure. (sighs) Yeah. Again, you know, it's not like a perfect like 50-50 split of men and women that you see on screen, but it does better than the original trilogy, certainly. Is BB-8 definitively a boy? (gasps) Big question I had. If BB-8 identifies female, this movie is a masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) I feel and like passes they, the Bechdel test four million times. They probably say he at some point, but th- I'm just going to... I think they do I, use he pronouns, uh, but I'm not sure. But what if they're wrong and BB-8 
isn't able to tell what them. What if they're misgendering BB-8? Oh, yeah. and she's just too nice to say anything. Oh, oh my god. What if in the th- the next one, whenever the next one comes out, we find out that BB-8's been being misgendered and that's a major plot point. <laughs> Wait, Aristotle, are you looking it up? I actually, I looked it up and uh, the Star Wars wiki, Wikipedia says, gender, masculine programming. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't, why? that doesn't answer the question. That's true. Why would they, Just why, why would she gives droid... off a masculine vibe does not mean. Also, does that mean that she, she can be reprogrammed to have feminine programming? Ooh. Whoa. Mm. But why would there need to be feminine or masculine programming for a droid? Why would it? Well, that be and what thing. about BB-8? Does Wikipedia think reads masculine? Hmm, true. There's a lot of bias going on here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like it's like when you set up like your Google Home and it's like, what kind of voice do you want? Or like Siri when it's like, you want a man voice or you want mm-hmm. a woman's voice? Yeah, who do you want Doesn't telling matter. you what to do? I like the theory that BB-8 is a queer icon. Yeah. I think BB-8 is for sure a queer yeah. icon. I want to meet BB-8's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Or girlfriend. We don't know. Or... BB-8 is very private. Yes. BB-8 <laughs> is very private. Yeah. BB-8 is giving a lot of information, but not like sharing, you know? Well, BB-8 is taking a in a lot of information. They, because I'm going to use the they pronoun. Smart, respectful. More, yeah. Uh, Ray will be like, where are you from? And they will say, classified. That's their right. Hmm. Classified. Yeah. You so, don't even know everything, Ray. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I think that that was a big that was a big when we talked about the Bechdel test. I'm like, this movie could pass the Bechdel test maybe 50 times (laughs) if BB-8 identifies female. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And you know what? It's not our business to ask. Yeah, that's true. They'll tell us when they're ready. That's true. Yeah. So I think the last queer icon. (laughs) The last thing I want to say about this movie is great that we get a female protagonist who's driving the story, very competent, very good at what she does. We're never if she is captured, it's because she's the one who has the information that's needed, not because she's going to be used as bait or something like that. Of the other female characters we see, not many of them get that much screen time. Like uh, Leia doesn't get a ton. And it's usually her talking to fucking Han Solo, and he's all like, "Well, that's all like fan service, though, right?" Yeah, for the most, yeah. I mean, she's like kind of delivering some exposition and stuff like that. Um, so she is not a hugely active character in the story, mm. but it's kind of that she's there and in charge of the whole resistance. Right. Yeah. It is. I mean, it also it's a definite choice, and this could go into like behind the scenes stuff that I would not be aware of. But it was a definite choice to make Han Solo the main character to bring back versus, you know, Han Solo and Leia both take a prominent role in this movie. But Han Solo, we see a lot more. He mm-hmm. does a lot more. And that felt like a choice. And, and I don't know if that was like a story choice or just like a Carrie Fisher d- wasn't feeling it choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it was partially because in the original series he's so much more active and she is like a royalty and like a leader so they're probably just like what are the parallels of that? What if he's still active and she's like leading the resistance now? Mm-hmm. But Right. That's possible. Also, well his reveal in The Force Awakens whenever they're like, oh, remember this character? Here he is popping out into the screen. But decaying. <laughs> <laughs> is like this big like you said, like a big exciting moment. Everyone's clapping in the theater. Her reveal, which happens a few scenes later, gets like immediately interrupted because C-3PO is like, hey, it's me. Remember me? Oh, yeah. Here's my red arm. So I feel like she doesn't even get Here's like that. 
she gets like a disservice by like her reveal, which isn't very exciting because she's just sort of like slowly walking out into yeah. the grass from a ship and then gets immediately interrupted. So I hadn't thought about up. that. Yeah. It was still really exciting to see her, but true. It's also yeah. like on the heels of his introduction, at which point you're like, oh, yeah, she'll probably be back too. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts about The Force Awakens? Bechtel wise, uh, the Maz Kanata scene is is like entirely two women mm-hmm. talking. Although mm-hmm. I guess they do sort of turn it into a conversation about Luke at one point. But okay, yeah. Do you have how much do you have it passing? Because I had it passing from what I noticed at least two times between Ray and Maz. That scene where she's afraid because lightsaber and the Force. Mm-hmm. It's about Han and Luke up until a point. And then it passes. It passes in like the second half of that conversation. I'm prepared to argue that pretty much the whole conversation passes. And although both Luke and Han are mentioned by name, but their conversation is not really about them. So it's basically Ray has her whole like force vision whenever she touches Luke's lightsaber. And then she freaks out and she's like, what was that? I shouldn't have gotten in there. Sexual (laughs) nature. And then Ma says that lightsaber's Luke's and his father's before him. Now it calls to you. So those people get mentioned, but that's still not what the conversation is about. I it's about the force calling to her and the lightsaber itself and, and not really. And then she's like, I have to get back to Jakku. And she says, Han told me. But then he does. Again, it's not about Han. They're not talking about Han. Any other movie, any other franchise, though, that wouldn't fly. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and that's not to say this conversation doesn't pass the Bechdel test, because right. it does, but it doesn't for a while. I mean, I don't know. I think if we're naming male characters by name and saying literally the word fathers, we're talking about men. We are. Here's a, a logistical question. Would a conversation pass the Bechdel test if it was like two women talking about what they did that day, and then they were like, and then I drove Dave's car to blah, blah, blah. The way we have interpreted, and there's like a bunch of different permutations, but we have it just being two lines of dialogue exchanged between women where a man isn't mentioned at all. So this conversation does pass Mm -hmm. because there are multiple times where two lines of dialogue are exchanged without mentioning a man. I don't know. I feel like saying Han and Luke and fathers is not passing the battle test. See, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but... The context of their conversation is not about those characters. They get mentioned, but they're not specifically talking about Luke and Luke's shit and life and all that stuff. Nor are they talking about Han. They get mentioned, but it's almost in passing. Right. The rest of the conversation definitely passes without any men being mentioned because Ray's like, I got to get back to Jakku. And she's just like, dear child, I see it in your eyes. You already know the truth. Whoever, whoever you're waiting for the saber, Jakku take it. Yeah. is not they're not coming back. The belonging you seek is not behind you. It's ahead of you. You know, I, I know the force. Da, da, da. And then Ray's like, I'm never she's like, take the oh, lightsaber. My favorite, my favorite line that I could deeply relate to. I'm never touching that thing again. I don't want any part of this. Exit. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, we've all been there. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Again, the conversation is more about her figuring out if this force thing is something that she wants to pursue. Mm. And while men do get mentioned, that's not really what their conversation is about. I'm happy to disagree on it. Mm-hmm. For, for me, mentioning men doesn't pass. Yeah. But um, I, I, I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, 
Wow, Either some way. hot discourse. No, hot discourse alert. Did you? You said there were. It passes at two moments. What was the other? Uh, there was like one exchange when they're in the same scene with Han and Finn, where they exchange literally two lines. Like it's two lines. What fight? The only fight. <laughs> And they are speaking to each other directly. That's Leia and Ray. Leia, uh, no, uh, Maz and. Oh. And oh, okay. Ray. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that w- those were the two between those characters that I noticed. Inter- I I think I missed that one. But speaking of Ray and Leia, they do mm-hmm. interact, but their interactions never pass the Bechdel test because of the first time, Leia and Ray just hug right after Han Solo dies, right. and they don't do not exchange any words. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, whenever Ray is about to go off and find Luke Skywalker, Leia says, "May the Force be with you." Ray just sort of looks at her and nods and then turns around. So, so close. I know an opportunity was so, it was right there. Those moments are so painful. It's like, <laughs> say anything. <laughs> it's like the crazy, uh, not to bring it back to Spider-Man 2, my favorite <laughs> fucking movie, but like that scene it's very good. where it's so good. Yeah. Alfred Molina shines. But there, uh, that scene was like Aunt May and Mary Jane are in the same scene the whole time and they're saying vague stuff, but they're not saying it to each other. Right. Or like there's a scene where Aunt May is like, all right, go make some food, which is already like, oof, yikes. <laughs> and then Kirsten Dunst nods and then slowly backs out of the scene for some reason <laughs> without saying anything. You're just like, why? It could have... Oh, frustrating. Indeed, yeah. Um, this scene wasn't that bad. I, <laughs> I do wish there were more uh, female... Because there's opportunities for... Because there are more women now in this movie for more women to interact, but it it does happen so seldom in this movie. Like, yeah. it would be so easy for Leia to kind of take Ray on as a, like, I'm going to mentor you. And, like, I've been there before. Like, you or know. Or not. I mean, it's like just any significant interaction where I wouldn't even, I mean, I'm sure from a Star Wars perspective this would be an issue. But even if, like, Leia didn't like Ray or, like, took issue with her in some way, that could be mm-hmm. something to talk about where it's like not every time two female characters are, are on screen together, they don't have to be supporting each other. They don't sure. have to be like, we're we're allies and we're going to take them down, you know, mm-hmm. whereas I love two female characters in conflict, just like male characters in conflict have been every movie ever right. up till <laughs> recently. But it's yeah, but they just don't. They don't get to Yeah, there's no interaction, really. Mm-hmm. But hey, what are you going to do? It's a movie. <sighs> but that's no that's the point of I the know. show that's the point of the show hey, what are you gonna do what we gotta gonna stop do? cutting Star Wars <laughs> breaks I oh, know they get no breaks can't change the industry oh, well. <laughs> well and that'll be a wrap on this <laughs> I, my dream is for everyone to know about this podcast, including like all the big wigs in Hollywood, and then for them for to be sure. like, for sure, they're gonna know about us, and then they're gonna be like, wow, we gotta change this movie because the way it is now, the Bechdel cast would tear it apart. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take them down. I mean, I feel like the Bechdel test is famous enough that there's really no excuse. It's true. Just have two women at a diner say, get me more mar- coffee, Marge. Sure thing, Liz. <laughs> you did it. High five. We did yeah. it. It's very easy to do. It takes, but not even, I mean, most of what we talk about is how active the female characters are in the story, how important they are right. to the story, all that stuff. Like, I mean, you but, should be better than that, but I'm just like, in, right. in, better than just the exchange, but it seems like a very easy thing for. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> most movies still don't bother. Damn. Anyway, hey, let's rate the movie on our nipple scale. Okay. (laughs) So we have a scale of zero to five nipples on which we rate the movie's portrayal of women and how good or bad it does. I'm 
going to give it three, I think. I was going to go for three. Yeah, oh, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, um, three nipples because it does much better than the previous Star Wars movies. Wow, we now have a female protagonist in this one. She has a little queer friend in BB-8, and it's and it's great. <laughs> And more people of color in this movie than we see in Star Wars movies, yeah. which have been very historically white. Infinitely more. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, three nipples. We've got a female character who's leading the story. She's the main character. She's doing a bunch of stuff. She's very good at her job. And she is never damseled or objectified or anything like that. But because there are still not as many female characters as there could be or should be, it doesn't get uh, a higher score than three nipples. I'm going to give my nipples give them away. Two. Oh, it's gonna be. This is hard. There's so many hot people. I want to give a nipple to everybody. <laughs> Wait, you give a you give away the. You can. It's, yeah, I know. So Kaylin has three nipples today. Who's she gonna give them to? Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna give one to Finn. Cool. G- hot. Yeah, hot. Hot nippler. <laughs> <laughs> one to Ray. And I'm going to give the third nipple to a Porg, who we don't see in this movie. Ah, the Invisible Porg. The Invisible <laughs> Porg. That sounds like a really you sad see... dystopian novel. Yeah. The Invisible Porg. You might see Byron one like Ballison. fluttering around in the background <laughs> on the Jedi planet that Luke is on at the very end. Hard to say. By the time they release like the trilogy box set, there will be like CG Porgs added to every set. <laughs> exactly. So I'm yeah. This is for the Porg that will retroactively be put into the Force Awakens. One of my nipples goes to that Porg. What's a Porg? A Porg is a. Imagine if a rodent were a bird. Oh, okay. I like and it. That's a Porg. <laughs> I think I like it. Right? Is it's that like a pretty a good chicken meets a penguin? But also, I like it. but they don't. But, have but a, they can fly. But their faces. No mm, I can't yeah. tell. <laughs> Whoa! I love the porks. But they don't have. They don't have beaks or bird faces. They have like kind hamster of, face. Kind of hamstery yes. faces. <gasps> yeah, like a, a little rabbit face sort of thing. Hamster. Anyway, they're cute, and I love porks. Okay, <laughs> I'm on board for porks. Yeah. I'm gonna give it three nipples as well. As an objective, don't give a fuck about Star Wars party. Like, Ray is awesome. There's no, I mean, she's the best. There, This world is still not realistically populated with women in order for any universe to subsist. <laughs> uh, so in that way, and, and it's just frustrating to see where in the original trilogy, as I understand it. <laughs> right, because you do I not know. I have not seen it. Princess Leia is the female character where we're given a lot of, tertiary female characters in this series in addition to our female protagonist mm-hmm. but they're still not given i don't know they're not, for, for me they're not doing enough and they're also the main thing is like they're not talking to each other and there's at least 30 to 50 tiny scenes in this movie where men are talking to each other it's it shouldn't mm-hmm. be that hard to get two women in the same scene always frustrating three nippies uh giving one to little bb8 Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know. We don't know what the story is there. I look forward to the confessional, to the medium.com piece coming out from BB-8. I can't wait for the BB-8 spinoff movie. They're, it's all oh. BB. 
<laughs> written entirely in beep code. Love. <laughs> Give us the 22-minute BB-8 short before the movie. Please. <laughs> oh, fuck Frozen and yeah. that stupid-ass Olaf short. Anyway. I have to, I, go see I've Coco. never it's seen great. a movie before. I've never <laughs> seen a movie. I was Wait, can I just say that there is... worse than seeing Lady Bird and I didn't like it. What? <laughs> Why does everyone like Lady Bird so much? It's really good. She's a whiner. She's got to calm down. A lot of people whine. Yeah. Wait, where are you? Sorry. I was going to say that there is uh, one other notable female character in the original trilogy who I think appears for the first time in Empire Strikes Back. Her name is Mon Mothma. Oh. But she has like two lines of dialogue and then you pretty oh, yeah. much don't see her again. Oh, sad. I think she's in Rogue One, too. Yeah. Rogue yeah. One, Tokyo Drift. Yes. <laughs> got, got Rogue it. One. Rogue One. And I'll give my second nippy to Daniel Craig because mm. I didn't know he needed one. <laughs> that was fun. And then I'll give my, my final nipple to Maz. Great. Wonderful. Yes. Cool. I'm also going to give it three nips. And I'm giving one nipple to Ray because she, she does so much in this movie. And I feel like as much as I appreciated it all three times that I've seen it, like I feel like in discussing it now, I'm just like, yeah, holy shit, they did a great job with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then those remaining two nips are going to BB-8. Excellent. Uh, BB-8's got three nips. Wow. Well, he needs them. <laughs> what are they going to do with they them? They need them. We don't know. He's going <laughs> to store them in his little compartment. That he has. Oh yeah. Aww. He's got a lighter in there. He's got a flash drive holder. Stop gendering BB-8. I'm gonna. I know. Scream. Oh, sorry. They. 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 Well, I, if Poe says he, I feel like it's safe for us to say he. Although. So to say, Poe is an ally to all. Yeah. So That's I true. guess. I guess. As far if, as we know. If Poe says he, then they seemed pretty close, and BB-8 would not have been so torn up at the thought of no more Poe if Poe had been constantly misgendering. Constantly misgendering him. <laughs> So we might have to let that dream. BB-8, possibly not a feminist icon, but still a queer icon. Yeah. <laughs> also, could be a trans male robot. We don't oh, know. Sure. We don't know. There's so many stories untold in regards to BB-8. Wait, Aristotle, do you have something you want to say? He is male. The entire Fuck. designing process, they were planning on female. Whoa. What changed? <gasps> Who Why? gave that note? Ugh. Was it J.J. Abrams? Worth saying that this movie was written and directed worth by saying that all men. It was. Oh yeah, J.J. Uh, Abrams. I I think not feminist icon. There should. Right. Why couldn't a woman help write this? Uh, well, hey, this was our uh, the Force Awakens episode. I liked this. Oh. This Star Wars looks fun. It is. <laughs> it is. People it's like a lot it. Of fun. You should yeah. watch the new one. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to. I mean, at this point, I can just skip the old ones, right? If I enjoyed this one, I'll enjoy the next I'm one. I'm gonna be honest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and good. You're gonna get a lot of angry tweets about that, but I'm gonna say, yeah. If you enjoyed this one, just keep going forward. All right. Yeah, I don't think you necessarily need to go back and rewatch the All old right, ones. All right, I'll go Leave see it. Leave the past in the past. Yeah. Is BB-8 in it? Mm. In the old ones, no. No, the, but the oh, new one? Yeah. Mm. Four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, okay. no, I won't get away. More screen time for BB-8? I'll There's just it. a lot of porgs, I'll say that. A lot of porgs. I want to get a, <laughs> I want to get a BB-8 lunchbox. That was what I was thinking. And I was like, I know this is what the movie wants me to be thinking, yeah. is how can I get merchandise with this a tiny thing on it? <laughs> but I want one. I saw a child uh, with a BB-8 suitcase, and I was like, <gasps> good. Um, Demi, thank you so much for being here. Thank you this for having me on. So much so fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed Hooray. this. Well, where can people find you online or follow your things? Or uh, You can follow me at Electrolemon, and uh, I've just started a new podcast called Punch Up the Jam. It's a music podcast where we make fun of music and then rewrite the music. So awesome. uh, well, you can check that out at punchupthejam.com. Amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Uh, hey, you can follow the Bechtel cast on Twitter, Instagram. You can go to our website, Bechtelcast.com. Hey, another great thing you could do is to rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out with like people, you know, finding out about us. Also, go to our Patreon and subscribe to it. It's $5 a month and you get two bonus episodes and it helps us out with our production costs and it helps you out with just getting more Bechtelcast. Yeah, we've got a lot of fun stuff on there. Totally. And may the force be with us all. God bless us, everyone. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.